All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Mondays Down South. I know viewers, I know it's been a long time, but we're back and we're ready because football season is now upon us. I hope you guys all had a great summer. I know um, I can speak for Cy, Evan, and myself. We've been traveling quite a bit this summer. Um, I went to the beach with Ev back at Memorial Day to kick off summer, and it's crazy now to think that summer is ending and football season is here. Um, but guys, uh, first of all, before handing it over to you, just with like overall news, how you guys have been, I want to do to do a joint MDS cheers because we deserve it. And I look forward to kicking off the podcast with you guys weekly here, at least until football season ends. So cheers, boys. And uh, Ev, I'll kick it off to you. We had a draft last night, MDS conglomerate. Cy and Evan are on, the, uh, on a joint team together. I'm also in the league as a, comp- as a competing team. Ev, what was your, was your takeaway from the draft and, uh, and any other NFL news you want to share? Yeah, man, good to be back. Like you said, been a crazy busy summer for all of us, but nothing, nothing to get the mojo back like, uh, like football season starting up again so we can get back into the, uh, the ritual and, and fantasy football. Fantasy draft season closes as the season begins. Like you said, had another good draft last night. Cy and I, with our co-owned team, went back to the studs and duds auction strategy. Dalvin Cook and, and Nick Chubb will lead the charge, um, and we'll see how it goes. It worked out well last season, but uh, not enough to win a title, but um, looking forward to it. Otherwise, I'm just excited for the NFL to get started and kind of see people on the field. Um, let all the news and the COVID situations and the little nagging injuries kind of put all those behind us, and we actually get to see guys play and you know, see how teams look compared to what we thought they would look like and, you know, all that good stuff. So um, just excited for uh, Thursday night and see TB12 back out there and get this thing going. Cy? You guys say uh, fantasy draft season is over. I am literally <laughs> drafting while we are having this podcast. But do not be alarmed because – I have done so many drafts that this is literally like me doing it in my sleep. Like I know exactly who I want at like each pick. I got pick nine in this draft. I, I started off with Najee Harris. I started off. Well, actually I didn't start off with Najee Harris. I started off with Nick Chubb and I got Najee Harris on the flip side. Got George Kittle in the third, got Cooper cup the next round. We're off to a great start gentlemen. Oh I'm boy. What about draft season? But this is, this is, this isn't going to bother me at all. I've done like 80 drafts already. <laughs> if this doesn't show you how excited I am for football to start, I don't think anything else will. It's been so long since I've been on here with you guys, since we've been on here together. Um, it feels really good to be back, guys. And I think football is really where we get excited and where we thrive. Not that, not to uh, disrespect our love for other sports, but uh, I think this is our mutual connection. So I'm really, really excited to get the ball back rolling. We're going to have a lot to talk about, not just about football, but about like our approach to fantasy going forward, because I just think that's something that like we're all going to be doing. So I'm just, I'm excited. It's, it's that time of year. Um, let's just get started, man. I don't, yeah. I don't... And actually that's a great point, Cy, because um, the MDS, uh, the MDS team that I own, the chief editor team and the conglomerate team, Evan and Cy, we have very different draft approaches um, yet equally as successful. I would, I would put it, um, you know, I had a better regular season in the, re- I guess I had a better record in the regular season, I did go to the championship, but MDS conglomerate was not far behind. They actually scored more points than I did last season. But there is a different strategy. For me, I let a lot of the first round guys go, and then I start spending my cash on, let's just call it like late second rounders, early third rounders, and, and then the, in the fourth. That's where I do a majority of my spending. So, for example, I might pass on like a CMC for $80 
in an auction league, but I'll go out and try to nab like DJ Moore for 17 to $20. Now, what's different about my approach and their approach is it seems like they go all out, they get their, they kind of lock in their two running backs or they're like the two overall best players. So I believe they got Nick Chubb and they got Dalvin for right around $100, $105 or so. And then they use the remaining part of their $85 to kind of wait and then to try to get guys at value. So it's an interesting strategy. Let us know in the comments um, whether what, like on what strategy you think is better. Honestly, I like mine because I do a lot of my picking and like, you know, for third and fourth round guys and I'll shell out maybe 20, 25 bucks for them. Um, but, you know, it definitely seems like there's a different strategy. So let us know in the comments what you guys think. Um, we will kind of move forward here. Uh, I know we wanted to in preparation of the football season, talk about one team that we think is really underrated and one team that we think is overrated. Ev, I'll kick it over to you, maybe for your underrated and overrated team. We can just do it in one fell swoop. I've got two. I'm going to go underrated. I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns. Um, I kind of expected going into the season after the way they finished last season and kind of the formula they put together that, that teams would start to consider them like, almost not far off, not on the Chiefs level, obviously, or, or even the Bills level, but in that top three to four category. And I don't know if I've actually heard that buzz. I've seen people go back to the the Ravens and even the Steelers at times as, as potentially winning that division. I honestly see the Browns as third in the AFC behind the Chiefs and Bills um, who have a leg up on them. But I just, I love the run game. I think the defense should get even better. Baker played so well last year. I'm in on the Browns. Um, I see them as the third best team in the AFC and I'm just, I just haven't heard that level of buzz on them that I kind of expected after how they finished last year. Um, and overrated, um, who'd I have a good one? Um, we, I was actually talking about this earlier. I'm going to go with the Chargers, maybe. Um, I see the, the talent and the upside with the Chargers, but I feel like, like folks have already baked that into their evaluation of how the Chargers are going to do this year, um, as opposed to kind of more seeing that as, as projection. Um, because if you think about it last year towards, especially towards the end of last year, they were a very average team and they do get healthier on defense. Um, and obviously Herbert has another year of experience, um, and things along those lines. But, um, but yeah, I'm just not completely sold on the chargers actually being a threat out West yet. Don't all jump at once. Go on, Zach. All right, cool. I'll go first. Um, so my underrated team, um, <laughs> with, oh, you guys are going to call me biased here, a location bias, but I really do think Carolina takes an, a, another step forward. And the reason I think that is of just over how well they've drafted the last couple of years, we're talking like building up defensive uh, superstars really through their prospects, Brian Burns, Jeremy Chen, JC Horn seems, uh, seems like he's going to step in really, really confidently into this cornerback one role. They've got Dante Jackson on the other side. Um, linebacker Shaq Thompson, they've kind of got a lot of guys. And then they got the, the kid from Auburn, Derek Brown, who was the first round pick in 2020. I mean, this team has been drafting defensively um, in the first round, uh, you know, pretty successfully. And I think a lot of these guys are on rookie deals. So they're able to shell out cash, go ahead and get Darnold who I actually, you know, I'm not, I'm not out on. Um, uh, it's going to be a big season for him, kind of a make or break. But we've got CMC coming back healthy. Um, we've got DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson on the outside, and they got that slot or that slot receiver uh, and Terrence Marshall in the second round, which was arguably the steal of the draft. So 
um, from a pro football focus uh, standpoint. So I think Carolina does take a next step forward. I think they actually potentially could fulfill a wild card spot. I think that's like a 10 and seven team right there. Um, so, you know, it's interesting. I think, I think they could be good. Um, and I think a lot of people aren't really talking about them right now. So definitely something to stay in tune for. I think one of the overrated teams is the Las Vegas Raiders. And I'm not sure how good people think they're going to be. Some people have them pegged as like eight and seven, seven, or, or sorry, like eight and nine, nine and eight this year. I don't even think they sniff close to 500 this year. I think this is a three and 14 team. I really do think they are that bad. Their offensive line is atrocious. Derek Carr um, can only do so much. They lost a lot of their receivers. I mean, if you guys remember on a hard knocks a couple of years ago when they were spotlighted for Gruden's first year, AB and Terrell Williams were their X and Y receivers and they're no longer there. Um, I love Brian Edwards. I know he's a game cock side, but I got to talk S about your boy. He's not a legitimate fearsome number one receiver. And what did they do in the offseason? They spent all their money to get Kenyon Drake. I mean, come on guys, this is ridiculous. Their defense is a joke. This is a legit three and 14 team. And I don't think anyone else can convince me otherwise. So Cy, without further ado, I'll kick it over to you. I'm really sorry about the, uh, <laughs> who'd you get? Who'd you get? Um, well, I'm actually picking right now. I'm going to take most third as my flex. Um, because I, I like have, that. So, so far I'm just going to give you guys an update. We've got Cooper cup, Brandon, Ayuk, Nick Chubb, Najee Harris, George Kittle, and Raheem Mostert is my uh, is my starter. Is this a twelve team? Twelve team. That's nice. nice. Squad. So I feel like size underrated team has to be the 49ers this year. With well, I don't think they're underrated. I think 49ers he's drafted. <laughs> I think people know that they're going to be good. The question is how quick is Trey Lance going to come in? Because mm-hmm. uh, it's really the ceiling is I think much higher with uh, with Trey Lance than it is uh, with uh, Garoppolo, and I think that's been proven as of recent um, with how with just Garoppolo's play and their lack of like blow it up kind of offense, they always are going to have a great run game. But the the concern for me there is what are they going to be able to do with Garoppolo? I think they'll make the change by their bye week. So um, that's one thing that I'll say. Do you want me to start with my overrated or my underrated first? Uh, Do your underrated first. I'm curious. Okay. Underrated. This is a tough one for me because I I think I have quite a few. Um, I think, well, they're not underrated. Like I can't, I can't say the Rams, right? Because I wouldn't even consider them underrated. But I genuinely think that Rams could go win the Super Bowl next season. Like, I have full confidence in that. I think their defense. So maybe they're not underrated, but I think they're not. I think that's fair. Good. I don't. I don't I think, think they're an overly too. common Super Bowl pick. So if you mm-hmm. haven't gone that far. I think that's fair as an underrated pick. I genuinely think that they could be the best team in the NFL this year, and I don't stutter when I say that. Like, obviously, losing Cam Akers doesn't help. Um, they'll make it work with Daryl Henderson, but that offense with Stafford, their offensive line is not bad. You got Kyle Shanahan, who's an incredible coach. Um, not Kyle. You got um, Sean McVay, who's an incredible coach, was an offensive mind. I think Stafford is going to fit right into playing with him. Um, and I think, like, the way that that offense is going to flow with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and even Higby, somebody like Higby, who people aren't really talking about, um, I think just with a guy like Stafford and as opposed to Jared Goff throwing the football, I just think that offense takes another step forward. We don't really need to talk about their defense. Like, they – it may not be like super loaded, but their top heavy players are the best of the best. Like you're, you're I mean, Aaron Donald and Jalen, Jalen Ramsey to anchor your defense. I mean, come on, man. Like, what are you going to do against that? I genuinely think the Rams go win the Super Bowl next year um, and be the best team in the NFL. They have the well-roundedness to do it. Um, and I think 
just I think McVeigh is going to be out there with something to prove too. Because I think Jared Goff has let him down, but I think he's proven he got to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff, guys. Like, let's not forget about that. Like, and this team is better now than it was then. Um, without like without even acquiring Stafford, then you add Stafford, and Stafford has a chip on his shoulder because his whole career. He's been a guy that has put up numbers, but hasn't really had the pieces to win, right? Like they've had good offenses, like he's like Calvin Jones and people like that, but he's never had that defense. And I think if the defense plays well with, with Stafford's uh, like, you know, chip on his shoulder, I really think that team could go um, like could go win it all and genuinely be the best team in the NFL. And that might literally start week one. I mean, it really depends on how they establish a report, but you could see them being like a top three, three, top three team all season. Um, so I actually think the Rams and the 49ers are going to be so fun to watch because I think both those teams have crazy high, high ceilings, but I like the Rams more until we see more of Trey Lance. Um, so I'm going to pick the Rams as my, as my underrated team only because I think they're a Super Bowl bound. Otherwise I think anybody would say they're probably top 10. Um, Who's the worst team in that division though? Like Arizona? Is that what you're Arizona? On? And they're probably a 500 team. I mean, Arizona's got better from last year, from last season. Crazy. <laughs> concern with somebody like Arizona is there uh, we actually this is gonna play into my uh my other team so I'm not gonna not gonna say anything but basically my concern is they didn't seem to address the areas of concern that they had as opposed to adding to things that like like they got AJ Green right and mm-hmm. then they like who do they they lost Larry Fitzgerald so where is the net positive there they lost Kenyon Drake and then added James Conner where's the net positive there on mm-hmm. defense, they didn't really improve much, and their defense has just gotten older. They lost Patrick Peterson, right? Or they didn't resign him, did they? I kept trying to remember. They lost uh, in the Minnesota, yeah, but they did yeah, yeah. get JJ Watt. Yeah, well, okay. But Watt Watt is their net positive. There's no disputing that. And I think he's gonna be great on their line. And I still think he's a top end defensive end, but he's not the guy that he was. Like he's not a game breaker kind of player, right? So I you know, that's always that's also interesting to me. I think the DeAndre Hopkins connection is the reason, um, is one of the main reasons he's there. Um, but I don't understand why like he didn't go somewhere else. Like, like if I'm trying to go win, it's like after his time in Houston, like if I'm trying to go win a Super Bowl, um, I'm not like, I'm not going to Arizona, bro. Like I, I he had so many, he could have gone to the Packers. He could have gone to the Steelers. I'm, I'm just surprised he picked that team of all teams. But anyway, I don't want to delve into that too much. I'm going to give you my pick for the team that I think is overrated. And this is going to be extreme bias on my part, but the Tennessee Titans, dude, like I am really really confused with their strategy because I think they have the potential to have an incredible offense. There's no disputing that they already had a great offense last year. And obviously Julio Jones is a, is a noticeable net positive over Corey Davis, assuming he can stay healthy. Right. And they have Derrick Henry and they have uh, um, obviously AJ Brown. They lost John Smith. That's fine. Whatever. But they have Tannehill who played great last year. What do they do on defense? They lost everybody to a defense that was already one of the worst in the NFL last year. So you add Julio Jones and you trade a lot of way to go get Julio Jones, an older version of Julio Jones, who I don't want to disrespect Julio Jones. He is one of the greatest wide receivers to ever play the game of football. So I, I don't take anything away from him. I just don't understand why they didn't address more areas of need because if they added to their defense as a Colts fan, I would have been a lot more concerned than when they added Julio Jones. Not because I don't think they're going to do great on offense, but because defensively, I, what are they going to stop with, with who they have? Like, I, I don't, most people can't name more than like one or two guys on their defense because they just really don't have playmakers. And, and I think when it comes down to it, like we haven't seen a team with that kind of strategy win in a long time, right? Like this isn't like a Patrick Mahomes chiefs kind of air raid kind of offense. Like they're going to run the ball a lot. 
if you're going to run the ball out with Derrick Henry, you better get some stops on defense because if, if you're, if your focal point is a run heavy offense, like you better get stops on defense. And I, I just don't see that happening. I genuinely think they're going to have one of the worst defenses in the league. And I'm not saying that they won't still have the potential to be a playoff team, but I do think that their ceiling has been like, is not, is not nearly as high because of the fact they're not well-rounded. And I'm somebody that when I look at teams and I try to evaluate teams and think about who's going to be the best, I genuinely like try to put the onus on the well-rounded aspect of teams. Like I like teams that have like a little bit of everything, you know, that can do, can run the ball, can throw the ball, can play a little defense, can get a stop when they need and can rely on their quarterback in the fourth quarter. I just don't think all the elements are there for the Titans to have a high ceiling. They might win the South if the Colts can't get healthy, you know, something like that. But I don't see them like beating any like great teams. The only benefit to them is the AFC isn't really like that great this season, in my opinion. I mean, like at least you have the Chiefs who are who are heading it up. And then after that, there's a pretty big cluster of uh, like of uh, like teams that could represent that two, three, four kind of seed. So I don't know. That's that's my perspective. I could talk all day about Tennessee with my AFC South bias. But... If you, okay, over under 12 wins for Tennessee. Under, I think they won. I, I think their max is eleven games, and I think I, mm. I think they won eleven. At, well, actually, I guess with a seventeen game season, that's a little twelve is twelve is right around the it's about right. If it was a yeah. sixteen, if it was a sixteen game season, definitely under. Um, but even with seventeen, I see them winning around eleven, and I have bias though because I again I like. Well I could, I would say probably eleven would be my guess for them. So I would say eleven and a half is probably your over under number. So that's about right. But um, will it shock you if they win? Will it shock me if they win nine or ten? No. Like seriously, like their defense is that bad. Mm-hmm. It's that bad. The division is that bad too, though. The that rest was- of the conference, like I-, I think they'll find a way to put up a good number, but when it comes to the playoffs, you're right. Without unless they f- magically figure something out on defense, they're not going to be able to compete with some of the other teams. Yeah, I think that's fair. Well, we're already getting into our sports betting. So we might as well transition to the actual games. And this is where the fun really begins um, for us, for the fans, for everyone, when we actually start getting, you know, some picks and spreads involved. Ev, do you have that spreadsheet ready? Because I feel like we can transition over to the actual games and give our predictions to close this out. Yeah, I'm ready to rock with the, our little uh, table, which y'all can see on uh, hopefully Instagram. We'll have have this posted with all of our picks just so you can kind of follow along. And then we'll um, – We'll also have our weekly three-game parlay, which you won't get from the episode, but uh, um, you can get from our Instagram page. So you guys ready to uh, ready to roll into guys, it? Guys, I think we parlay all three of the games that we don't pick because that's normally what our success rate is, is the games well, we usually go wrong. You got to have bit. the downside hedge. You got to have the downside <laughs> hedge on the... <laughs> we, we need to keep like a running trajectory of how we actually did in the games that we collectively bet. Unless... Did we do that last year, Ev? I can't remember. Oh, yeah. We've got the data. We've got the data? Do you, do you have no, the what? data for us or not right now? I have our pick stats. Um, I guess I, I don't have it handy for uh, like our actual parlays, though. Oh, no worries. Uh, they weren't too they weren't too good. We struggled yeah. late. We struggled late, but all right, cool. Um, we'll stick um, to the I'm going to kick this off the Thursday night game, which is coming in tomorrow. Super excited! Football starts tomorrow. Sai, I'm kicking it over to you first. Actually, no, I'm going to start this one. I have a piece. I have a I have a three piece to say about this game. The Cowboys, the Bucks. Just to give it really short. The Buccaneers are going to dismantle the Cowboys tomorrow. The spread right now is eight points or 8.5 now Tampa Bay's way. 
I think it's a 14-point game minimum. The reason I believe that, Mike Evans said in a joint press conference, we are way better than we were last year. And he said, I'm not even kidding. Like, no, like if no if ands or buts, we are we are a wrecking ball this year. If you guys thought we were last year, I've got the Bucks, you know, I, I think it's like a 35-24 game. I think the Cowboys struggle offensively. It's the start. And they have to throw the way back into it. Uh, Ev, I'll kick it over to you. Um, I'm going to say that the Cowboys cover here. Um, for no other facts than last year, we constantly got burned by the defending champs in the Chiefs winning but not covering. Um, and also just because it's the first game of the year, everyone's going to be hyped up. I feel like it'll be semi-competitive. But I do agree. I think the Bucks are even better than they were last year. And ultimately, they'll start bludgeoning people. But I'm going to say the Cowboys cover, though. But Bucks win. You guys don't believe in the Super Bowl hangover? Yeah, I do. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just wondering. I think uh, I think it wouldn't surprise me if the Cowboys cover because I, I personally think that they're going to have a huge chip on their shoulder. Like Dak's going to have a huge chip on his shoulder. Zeke's going to have a huge chip on his shoulder. Like the, all the receivers are going to have a huge chip on their shoulder. Their defense is not very good, which is why I do think the, the Buccaneers will win the game. But we saw how many points the Cowboys were putting up last year. They were just letting up about as many too. So – if the, if the um, Bucks offense is a little slow out the gate, I do think that the Cowboys can capitalize on that and make this like a one-touchdown game. Um, so I, I wouldn't take the Bucks as a short cover for me personally, but I do think mm-hmm. the Bucks will win the game. Okay. So what's your, what's your against the spread pick? pick? Yeah. Is that a cover or no cover? Cover. Cowboys cover, yeah. All right, cool. Cowboys cover. Uh, that's what, or, or yeah, the Cowboys cover, or I guess the Bucks can't cover the 8.5 spread. I think that's size direction there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right, cool. And we'll speed the, uh, the next ones off. This is just, we were excited about the, that first game there. Si, I'll start with you. Cause I was supposed to start with you last time. Um, Eagles at the Falcons right now. The spread is three Atlanta's way. Who you got? Spreads three Atlanta's way. Mm-hmm. At the Falcons. Yeah. Mm, this is so hard. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Falcons. I think I'm gonna take the Falcons to uh, to to win by a touchdown. Ev, yeah, I think these teams are pretty even, so I'll go with the home team and say Atlanta covers. Yeah, I think Atlanta covers as well. Um, the only concern is Matt Ryan hasn't taken a preseason snap, just like Dak hasn't taken a preseason snap, but. He's a veteran. They're both veterans. I got Atlanta covering um, comfortably here. Uh, switching on over, uh, Steelers at Bills. Great, fantastic AFC matchup. Right now, the Bills are favored 6.5 points at home. Uh, Ev, I'll, I'll kick this one over to you and then Cy. My favorite strategy from last year, feed the Bills. Bills cover. Steelers are really overrated. I think uh, – remind me of the cover again. 6.5. The Bills, the Bills are supposed to be at, uh, at home. Mm-hmm. At home, yeah. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Bills. I'm going to take the Bills, too. I think this is more than the touchdown game. Uh, switching over to the next one here, we've got the Minnesota Vikings and are at the Cincinnati Bengals, both teams that struggled last last season that are looking to avenge those, uh, those disappointing stats. Uh, right now, Minnesota is minus three at Cincinnati. Um, Sai, who you got? They got Minnesota minus three at Cincinnati. Yes. I'm taking mm-hmm. Minnesota to cover. Same. I could see the Bengals winning though, just because. But Minnesota cover. I've actually got the Bengals winning this one. I've got ah. Bengals money line here at home. I think Joe Burrow does some amazing things, and I think the Vikings 
you know, they they'll bounce back, but I think this is a, a Bengal surprise here. Um, switching over to the next game here, the San Francisco 49ers at the Detroit Lions in Ford Field in Detroit. San Francisco is favored 7.5, so a touchdown does not win this one. Uh, I can start this one off. I think the 49ers uh, do not cover, but I do think they win. I think it's weirdly a kind of a close game, um, but uh, so I'll kick this over to you. It's a tough one for me. Mm-hmm. So it's the 7.5 that does it for me, not the 7 or the 6.5. I'm going to look back on this one. Uh, we're all in agreement on that one. I've got it being a pretty close game, Dan Campbell's debut um, mm-hmm. in Detroit, but I do think San Francisco wins. Yeah. Cool. Next game, uh, Arizona Cardinals at the Tennessee Titans, two teams that we kind of agreed might be overrated. Cy, we'll kick this one over to you. Uh, right now, Tennessee is favored three at home. Uh, Cardinals at Titans, who you got? I do think the Titans will win at home, though. So I'm, I'm going to take the Titans. But I think it's going to be like – I honestly think it'll be even. Like I, I see the Titans winning by like a field goal. So I'm going to take the Titans. Yeah, I disagree with this spread because it says that Arizona on a neutral side is better, which I don't agree with. Um, mm-hmm. This is one of my favorite spreads just because of that. I think the Titans win and, and cover that spread. Um, and I love the over, which is 52. Oh, dude, I struggle with this one because I can totally see Arizona torching that Titans secondary. Like I, I really do. I think they, I think Julio's gonna have some growing pains getting involved in the offense. I've got Arizona winning money line. Um I, I really do. I think I think Arizona's gonna come out hot. I think Kyler's gonna come out way more improved than people are even getting or placing emphasis on. And uh, I think that's gonna be the difference maker. Um moving on to the next game here, we've got the Seattle Seahawks playing at the Indianapolis Colts. So we will let Cy go last here. Um right now Seattle is favored 2.5 in uh in uh lucas oil um i can maybe kick this one off here i think the colts uh i don't know actually seattle seattle's good ah i've got seattle covering but i don't like that i don't feel confident in that it's this is such a hard one because under normal situation this is a a bet on the colts that would be really strong Mm -hmm. um just because seattle going on the road they're not as good um, they're implementing a new offense as well. Um, mm-hmm. but I just, I can't pick the Colts with so much up in the air with the injuries, the people not practicing. And obviously I'm, you know, one of the biggest Carson Wentz haters out there. So until he proves to me that it's going to work, um, it's hard for me to pick them against a good team, but I'm not, I never like picking Seattle on the road against good teams, especially with such a low number, but yeah, I am going to say Seattle covers. Hmm. Tell me, tell me the spread again. 2.5 Seattle's way in Indianapolis. I'm saying of Colts. Uh, I want to, I want to so bad. Like this is arbitrage here for us. If Carson Wentz can just play somewhat decently, this is a, the Colts secondary is going to be, they're going to be locking down corners le- or uh, wide receivers left and right. We still got our run game. We still got our defense. And we still, even with Quentin Nelson in or out, we still got the offensive line. Our blind side is going to be a little bit of an issue with that game, but I'm not super worried about Seattle's pass rush. Like, I think we'll take advantage of the fact that they've also lost quite a bit of people on defense. Like, they lost KJ Wright. They lost people like that. So, I, I mean, it's at home, right? Like, obviously, if it was on the road, I, my, my all bias aside, I probably would be taking the Seahawks. But we play really well in Lucas Oil. I mean, Wentz coming back from injury is a little bit of a concern. But, I mean, you can't. 
my my belief is in Frank Reich. And again, I'm a, a holistic team person, and I really think that we have a good, well-rounded team. Our concern mm-hmm. is wide receiver this this week one. So we'll see we'll see what somebody like a Pittman can do. But um, because the Seattle secondary is awful, then that's what you got to take care of. But yeah. Cool. Hey, next game, we've got Ev going last on this one because Washington is involved. We've got the Chargers playing in Washington, in land, the Landover football team. And uh, right now the line is even. It used to be minus one, the Chargers way. That's now changed. So it's even. Um, Sai, start this one off for us. Who you, th- who you got? You're going to have to go first on this one. It was a pick for me, so. I've, I've got Washington in this one. I think I think the veteran presence at QB. I, I really do think that's what's get it that that's what gets it done. Give me the spread again. Even. I'm gonna go football team. I mean, I I think it's it's a it's a fifty fifty, but like. LA going all the way across the country and playing at one o'clock. I mean, first game of the season, it mm-hmm. should be less of a factor, but that's always hard. Um, and again, I think until the chargers prove that they've gotten exponentially better, um, the football team ended the season as a better team. Um, both teams got better in the off season, but um, yeah, I think it's a tough one, but I, I think Washington and I, the fact that it's, it was minus one for the chargers makes me love that bet just on that fact alone. But yeah, it's just because they're at home. Like if this was in if this was in the LA, I would pick the Chargers. Like, see, but I don't. I, I think I think Washington's probably a, a point better on an even field, and they're saying that the Chargers are like three and a half points better. Yeah, even. that's that's a little much for me. So that's where I'm. But I, I could see their team winning for sure. Anyway, carry on. All right, cool. Jets at Panthers. Right now, the spread is four point five. Um, the Panthers way. I can start this one off because I was talking about it earlier. I've got the Panthers com- uh, covering comfortably. I'm actually attending this game. I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, but Ev, I'll kick it over to you. I'm starting to lean into the Bob Sala, Zach Wilson situation, but I, I do like your Panthers being really underrated picks. So I'm going to go with the Panthers to start well at home and cover. Wait, what's the number again? I'm sorry. Uh, 4.5. Damn. I'm going to go Panthers, but if the Jets win this game, will I be surprised? No. Really? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I mean, it's interesting how you guys are wishy-washy about this. I mean, when you take the three-point home spread away, that's a 1.5 spread. I think the Panthers are 1.5 points better than the New York Jets on any field. Yeah, I know, but Zach Wilson's nice, bro. He just uh, Apparently, he was just named Captain. Ev uh, gave that news, I think, right before we started the podcast. Yeah, here. He's a guy, man. He's a guy. He's going to be a guy from the jump. He looked amazing in preseason. Cool. Um, let's, go, anyway, let's go. Let's yeah. go. AFC South here. Jaguars at Texans. The Jaguars are a three-point spread. Um, Ev, who you got in this one here? Yeah, whatever. I'll take the Jaguars to cover. Ty. Yeah, we'll get the we'll get the Clemson guys first win. Jags. Cool. I've got the Jags covering too. Uh, that three-point spread. The other thing um, I do want to point out, this rookie mm-hmm. quarterback class is going to be so amazing. I think, and it's hilarious because there's so much prospect fatigue on Trevor Lawrence um, where the fact that he like only threw one incompletion, like 200 yards, couple touchdowns in his last preseason game, albeit against a backup defense. Like there's so much prospect fatigue out there with Trevor. Um, like he's just going to be, I feel like a solid start NFL quarterback from the jump. And then you got like Wilson and Lance with insane upside. Um, I just want to point that out, but Not even I feel like in fields. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. Mac Jones honestly looks good too. Yeah, he's got a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, 
Who do you think starts sooner, Fields or Lance? Lance. You think so? I don't know. I think, I think Lance is more ready. Andy Dalton is so bad, though. <laughs> yeah, <it's> uh, <laughs> I think it's going to take like one atrocious <laughs> game for them to be like, all right, we're, we're throwing. The, the Niners are just so good that like they're going to win with Jimmy G, whereas the Bears won't be winning with Dalton, I don't think. Mm-hmm. So they'll maybe be more tempted. Um, so I could see it either way. You guys ready for this matchup? The other, the other thing that I will say about that is Matt Nagy's job is on the line. Like Kyle Shanahan's is not. Mm-hmm. So he's yep. going to make that change if Dalton struggles. Yeah, that's a good point. His career. That's so true. Well, uh, well, AFC matchup here. This is going to be wild. The Cleveland Browns playing at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored six points in Arrowhead Stadium. It's going to be rocking. Ev, start with you. Who you got in this one? Yeah, I love this matchup so much. I have uh, Kansas City winning but not covering. I think it's a great game. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Go next. This is a tough one for me, man. I actually think the Chiefs are going to cover, but I think it's going to be like seven to ten points, nothing more than that. Um, the Browns, they, they short up their defensive uh, corners. They got that kid, Greg Newsom, um, who's going to be the second corner with obviously Denzel Ward covering Tyreek. Um, it's going to be a great matchup. Can't wait, but I do think the Chiefs cover in this one. Is it, did you say it was 10? Uh, six. Oh, I'm taking the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Well, that's easy money for me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, all right, sweet. Uh, Miami Dolphins at the New England Patriots. The Patriots are favored three, surprisingly, even though they're starting a rookie at QB. Um, Ev, or, or I guess Sai, I'll start this one off with you. How much are they favored? Uh, by three. The Patriot. I'm gonna take the Dolphins. Moneyline Dolphins. Dude, they're they were good last. They won 11 games last year. I'm gonna take Moneyline Dolphins as well. Make it three. I think this spread Ooh. is wrong. Although that also makes it a trap. Um, <laughs> talk to my buddy Lou, big Dolphins fan. He also thinks this is a, a incorrect line, um, which again makes me think it's a trap. But I, I just think mm-hmm. the Dolphins are a. a I don't want to say significantly, but you know, quite a bit better, especially with, like you said, Mac Jones, rookie quarterback against the Dolphins defense. Um, although I hate Tua, but whatever. Um, three money lines it is. Cool. Packers at New Orleans Saints. Right now the spread is for Green Bay's way. I think this is a, uh, a tough game for Jameis. A welcome to the NFL moment for him. Uh, the Saints, they still have a pretty resolute defense, but they did lose some guys. Um, I think Green Bay uh, not only wins this game, but I think I do think they cover that four-point spread. I'll kick this over to E, though, see what he thinks. Yeah, this is a tricky one because it's not in um, – this is the one that's supposed to be in the Superdome, right? Yes. So that throws the line off a little bit. So, But um, mm-hmm. I'm going to say Green Bay covers, yeah. Green Bay. I wow. Got at least a touchdown. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, moving on over uh, to our final 425 p.m. game, the Broncos uh, getting a lot of people back from injury. Bridgewater starting, playing at the new uh, the New York Giants in the Meadowlands Stadium. Um, this can be a really good game, to be honest. I think these teams are evenly matched. <laughs> Denver is favored by three points. Um, Cy, kick this one off for us. You got Damn, that's a tough one. I know. Three is a good spread. Mm-hmm. 
I'll go Denver. Denver, Denver to cover that three point spread away. Yeah, I'll just say like I, I think I think they'll win back field goal. So I'm with Denver. I got the Giants coming out. I think the Giants win. I've got the Giants money line at home. Their defense is good. Damn, you're right. I have Giants money line as well, and especially if Saquon looks fully healthy and like mm-hmm. all the weapons they added. The Giants are Daniel Jones is just so awful, and their offensive line is so bad. But this is another ugly one. But yeah, I got Giants I think money Denver's line as well. Going to be a lot better this year, though, guys. That's what people think, but I mean, if their defense really is as good as they say it's going to be. Um, then, then I'll subscribe to that. But Teddy, I mean, there's no way with Bridgewater you're more than an average offense, um, despite mm-hmm. how good their young receivers are. Um, yeah. Anyway, think about the the corners though that Denver has. They have Kyle Fuller and Patrick Sertain, and they're getting Von Miller back. I mean that, and Bradley Chubb's coming back. That is a yeah. scary defense. I'm not gonna lie. That that is a very. Those are two very evenly matched opponents i just think because of the spread i would go the giants way um okay uh the a20 uh sunday night game is the chicago bears at the los angeles rams i could probably kick this one off real quick rams win and i think the rams cover 7.5 ev what about you agreed winning cover i think they win by a touchdown i think the rams win but i don't think they cover you think this is a Super Bowl team, but they can't beat the Bears by more than no, seven just points? Because, just because I think the first week, <laughs> I think the first week there's some figuring out to do. Matt Stafford has not played a single game in preseason. Like it's not like the week one they're going to come out and blow things up. Like they need a little while. But he's used to playing the Bears, and he destroys them every time. I'm pretty yeah, sure. I think, well, I think you're underrating how good the Bears are. Their biggest problem has been quarterback, and I'm not going to say Dalton is going to make things better, but their defense has been rock solid for the last couple of seasons. It's going to be a tough matchup. For the the Rams, their first week playing together because Stafford has not played with these guys outside of practice. I do think the Rams are going to be a much better team than the Bears long term. But mm-hmm. my thing is like the Giants could be a better team than the Denver long term. But week one is what I'm focusing on, and I think it's just going to be a little bit of a of a figure it out kind of situation because the Bears still have their Khalil Mack led defense to to you know shove the ball up like you know up your nose. And on the flip side, that David Montgomery was a beast last year. So I, I, I think the, I really think the Bears will hold their own at least for week one. That's true. That's true. I'm looking forward to Darnell Mooney breaking Jalen Ramsey's angles and then actually catching the ball this time. Um, but we'll, we'll have to see. For the final game here, we'll kick us off the side first. The uh, Baltimore Ravens are traveling to the Death Star and playing the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Baltimore is favored 4.5. So I go ahead and kick this one off, and Ev, you can go after him. I'll take Baltimore by a touchdown. I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna get weird here just to have another upset on the card and say Vegas wins at home. I feel like they're a little better at home. Ultimately, I agree with you. When it's all said and done, they won't be a very good team this year. But I'm gonna say they surprise people in Week One here. I don't know how the Raiders are gonna stop Lamar Jackson and that 4.5 spread. That seems like easy money for me. I lean size direction. I think Baltimore wins comfortably in in Las Vegas. And if they stop the run game, they're going to have to rely on Derek Carr. Yeah. Derek Carr is not as bad as you guys are, are not, saying. It's not that he's bad. It's just like Derek Carr versus Lamar Jackson. Like, I don't know. I'm taking Passing? It. Passing. I'll take Carr. 
No, I think we're good to go. Just looking forward to getting this thing rolling. Everyone, you know, please, again, I know it's been a while, um, but appreciate you all sticking with us. So please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check us out on Spotify or wherever you get your, uh, you know, other podcasts, Instagram, the works, and we'll have the weekly episodes back up and running. Um, keep an eye on our picks and look out for that parlay and follow along and we'll see what happens, guys. But good to be back. That was Monday's Down South. We'll see you next week.